Welcome to the Life at Full Blast podcast. I am so excited you're here and ready for your most extraordinary life. I used to escape all the mental turmoil and the spinning by seeking solutions outside of myself. I have lived through that chaos and I see you. I see you fighting and struggling. This is the place to be to find your direction so that you can decide what's next. It's time to stop making your outside circumstances the reason that you can't have what you want. You're in the driver's seat. This is the place to learn what direction to go. Have you ever had those moments where you've just known? It's this deep sense in the body and in the mind and in the heart, in your emotional field that you just know. You know that something's going to work out or something's not going to work out. Have you ever wondered where that sense of knowing comes from? I want to talk about embodiment and what embodiment actually is. We see this word embodiment tossed around in the spiritual industry, left, right, and center. We see it tossed around in the coaching industry, left, right, and center. But what is it? Embodiment is similar to, you know, the, the phrase, it's like, it's like riding a bike. When we learn to ride a bike, when we're little kids, we develop muscle memory. We develop a deep understanding with the body of how to ride the bike. Same thing with walking, same thing with running, same thing with any skill that we have created as a lifestyle for ourselves. And embodiment is that knowing. If you learned to ride a bicycle when you were a little kid, and some of you may have not, but that's okay. My nephew didn't learn how to ride a bike. But if you did, and maybe you haven't ridden a bike for a long time, if you were to get back on a bike, your body would know what to do. Now, of course, there may be some fear and some trepidation, and oh man, it's been 20 years since I've ridden a bike, but you will get on that bike and you will know what to do. That's embodiment. So embodiment is required for any understanding and knowing. If we want to create a business, we need to embody the idea that it will work, that we will be successful. If we want to create sales in our business, then we need to embody and understand on a cellular level our own value. We cannot just move out into the marketplace and be, oh yeah, I'm going to make sales left, right, and center without the embodiment of the value we're providing in the marketplace and the value that we will receive in return. It has to be a two-way street. So we may experience peace in the material world out here in our life, but when it comes to our business and it comes to producing sales, there may be some trepidation and some fear. And I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to sell. Selling feels gross. I don't know what to do. And the only place that that ability to sell comes from is the embodiment of your own value, of understanding the value that flows through your veins, that gold, that essence that flows through your veins and really understanding that on a deep level cellularly. And then understanding and embodying the value that you move out into the world. 
what value am I providing? Am I just throwing shit at the wall, hoping something's going to stick? Am I doing it because I want to, but I don't really see the value in it for other people? Or have I sat with, number one, my own value, and number two, the value that I am contributing? And then third, am I willing to embody and embrace the receiving of that value in return? Am I willing to see the value that I'm contributing and be willing to open myself to receive that value in financial compensation, in service trade, whatever that might be. But embodiment is required in order to move forward. And it's really important that we also embody that it's not about the material world. Yes, I'm talking about business and sales and all these things, but it comes from a deep knowing within. Now, many of you who are listening are spiritual. You understand this. There is a higher power. If you've never heard this concept before or you simply don't believe in a higher power, that's okay. You still belong here. But there's this awareness that and an embodiment of we are not simply our bank account. We are not the car that we drive. We are not the clients and the customers that we work with. We are not our family, our kids, our spouse. We are not just this body. There is so much more to who we are. And the embodiment of that is what really drives the needle forward. So we need to understand there is more to your value than the things you do than the courses you create, than the graphics and websites that you have. There is more to your value than the car you drive, than the amount of money that comes into your bank account and moves out of your bank account every month. There is more to it than what you see in the material world. And this has been scientifically proven. 99.99999% of our reality, we cannot perceive with the naked eye. The 0.0001% that we can perceive is the bank account, the car, the family, the, the things we're producing in the material world. And we tend to make that everything. So the embodiment is required in the understanding that we are so much more than that. So if you find yourself frustrated with this, if you find yourself caught up in attachment to the material world, if you find yourself trying to control and manipulate the material world, believe me, been there, done that, then we need to understand that there's so much more. And when we can come into the embodiment of that, the frustration, the control, the manipulation starts to go away. But embodiment requires practice. It requires devotion and it requires dedication. It requires consistency. So not only do you understand that your value is so much more than what you see in the material world, you embody that, you embrace that, it becomes who you are. So every time you go to the bank account and go, oh crap, there's not enough in there to pay the bills at the end of the month, you come back to the remembrance and the embodiment, just like you know how to ride a bike. You come back to that place of, I am so much more than my bank account.
Have you ever heard that story about when the student is ready, the teacher will arrive? I am living proof of that. This occurred for me. So in 2016, I started a business as a virtual assistant. Now, this had come after years and years of struggling, abuse, addiction, you name the bad decisions, Cindy made it. We'll talk about that story another time. But as I was coming into a new season of my life, I decided that, you know, I had only ever held a job for a year at a time. I had been constantly seeking this purpose. I had this belief that there was something that I needed to do in the world to create impact, but I had no idea what it was. And at the time, I was really good with technology. And so I decided to start a, a company as a virtual assistant. So I was working with technology. I was supporting coaches, entrepreneurs, uh, spiritual teachers in the building of their technology and their systems behind the scenes. And because I grew up on a farm, I had this belief system that, you know, if I just work a little bit harder, I had this work ethic that actually resulted in me being a workaholic. I was burning the candle at both ends, thinking that if I just worked a little harder, I would have that overnight success. I would break through. I would have that moment when all of a sudden everything came together and it was like magic. And so I kept working harder and harder and harder. I was working seven days a week, sometimes 15 hours a day, burning the candle at both ends, and I was in adrenal fatigue. I was burnt out. My relationships were falling apart at the seams, and I was broke. I had no money at the end of the month. I was borrowing from mom. I was really struggling, and I was at the end of my rope. I had no idea what I was going to do. I felt broken. I felt defeated. I felt like maybe this just isn't for me. Maybe I should just go get a J-O-B. Maybe this just isn't my path. And then in that surrender, there was a moment of like, I just give up. Like, I don't know what else to do. I can't keep doing this. I was exhausted. And my mentor, Joy Kingsborough came along. She, at that time, would meditate every year and ask to witness or see or feel the energy of her clients, her private clients for the next year. Now, I barely knew her. I had met her at a couple of live events. I had helped support her in a couple of planning of events, but I really didn't know her that well. Um, I had not had very much spiritual work at all, <laughs> never meditated in my life. And here comes this woman who is deeply spiritual, deeply connected, meditates all the time, talking about numbers. And I'm like, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But she asked for us to have a conversation and we talked for an hour over Zoom. And in that conversation, something shifted. I started to recognize an opportunity. I started to see that maybe, just maybe, it was possible for me to succeed. It gave me hope. It started to open up that maybe there was more to this life and this world than just the material. I had been so focused on building technology, working hard, looking at the bank account, checking out my balances, 
Is the bill paid? Is that paid? Moving and manipulating money into different accounts so that I could just squeak by at the end of the month. I was so focused on the material and I was so caught up in the spin, the mental chaos of that, that I was burnt out. And along comes a mentor that says, but what if there was more? And I was willing and open to accept that that could be true. Did I know that it was true? Absolutely not. Did I believe that it was true? Absolutely not. But it opened me up to the opportunity. And the opportunity was what made the decision for me. I really just opened up to what if I could? And in that moment, I made a decision to invest money that I didn't have, but I knew that if I didn't change, then I was going to continue on the same path and end up in a situation that was not good for my well-being. And so I invested $10,000 after that hour-long conversation. No idea how I was going to pay it. I didn't have $10,000. No idea how I was going to make this work. But everything in my being said, what if you could? And that was where everything changed. I was ready. I was ready to see something more. It wasn't that my mentor told me what to do. She didn't give me a checklist of just do this, 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 and this, and you'll be ready and you'll succeed. It wasn't like that. It was a moment of her opening up, mirroring possibility to me so that I could see it for myself. And in that mirror, I saw the opportunity and I took the leap. Obviously that worked out because here I am now. <laughs> I have not gone and gotten a J-O-B since that moment in 2016. I never did have to go get the J-O-B. Yeah, there were hard times. Yeah, there were things that happened. We'll talk about those. But it was that moment that changed everything for me. So I continued working as a virtual assistant for at least another year, maybe longer than that. But there were things that pivoted in my work with my mentor. And as they pivoted, I started stepping out of the frustration, the control, the manipulation, the overwhelm, the adrenal fatigue. I started to see more peace and ease. It didn't happen overnight. There is no such thing as overnight success. But what did happen was I saw incremental change, just 1% more every day. And it wasn't because Joy told me what to do. It was because I decided to choose the opportunity. One of the questions that I get asked more often than not is, what is my purpose? What was I put here to do? What am I supposed to do? How? How do I create impact? How do I create more revenue? How, 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 how? How do I live my purpose? And I think this conversation starts with first understanding what is purpose? Purpose is not a thing. Purpose is not your career, it's not your family, it's not what's in your bank account, it's not the experiences that you create for yourself. 
your purpose lives within you and it is simply who you are. It's nothing more than that. So this is a story that I've told many, many times before. And oftentimes I get this weird little look like, really? So I invite you to just be open and curious as I share this story with you. Many of you know, I am an ex-cocaine addict. And when I was 16 years old, I was living the life. Like I grew up on a farm. I had a very happy childhood. And then when I was 16 years old, I was about two months into being 16. Uh, my father passed away suddenly and it tore my life apart. And in that moment, I made a series of decisions and created a set of beliefs that would to set me up for a life of poor decisions and really abuse and addiction. And as I was going through that addiction, as I was coming out of the addiction and the abusive relationships, there was a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of pain and suffering. Why would I have chosen this path? Why did I do this to myself? I know better. There was a lot of beating myself up. That inner critic in the head was really mean. She was a bitch. And it was awful. And as I grew and expanded and came into deep acceptance of who I was and who I was becoming, I started to come into a, a, an awareness of gratitude of those choices. Now, wherever you might find yourself in your life, if you're thinking, oh my God, you're grateful for abusive relationships and addictive personality. Yeah, I am. But it didn't happen overnight. It took work. It took a lot of inner work. It took a lot of self-reflection and it took a lot of acceptance. There was a lot of forgiveness that needed to happen in that. But as I'm on the other side of that, and I get this a lot. How does life seem so easy? It is easy on the other side. It's not easy to get there. There is work that needs to be done. This is not overnight success. So wherever you find yourself, there might be work that need to, needs to be done. And that's okay. You can do it. I believe in you. On the other side, it's so worth it. But on the other side, I look back at those years of cocaine addiction, of deep abuse, self-abuse and abuse from others. And I realize that that was my purpose. Every line of cocaine I snorted up my nose was part of my purpose. I was living on purpose in that moment. I was living on purpose as I shifted out of that addiction. I was living on purpose as I searched the world for the answers to who I was. I was living on purpose as I was teaching English overseas. I was living on purpose as I was bartending at a dive bar with a baseball bat behind the counter. I was living on purpose when I made a decision to go back to school as a mature student. I was living on purpose when I started my business as a virtual assistant. Now, I was living on purpose when I met Joy and made a decision to see the opportunity. And I am living on purpose now as I step forward. So when you are questioning what is my purpose, know that you are living it now. There's a story that Joy says often is when an apple seedling is planted in the ground, it does not know that one day it will grow up and produce apples. It simply does. It doesn't think about it. 
It doesn't question it. It doesn't wonder, am I ever going to get there? It simply grows up and produces fruit. And that's what we do too. We were put on this planet for a reason. We were put here to produce something. <laughs> and I use that term lightly and I'm giggling because we were not here to produce as in productivity, but we were put here to express our purpose. And our purpose is who we are right here, right now in this moment. So it may feel and seem ridiculous to say that I was living on purpose as I was snorting cocaine up my nose, but it is the truth because every decision I've made along the way has led me to a deeper and fuller expression of who I am, my purpose. So if you're one that's sitting there going, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know how to express my purpose. I just feel lost. I feel like I don't belong. I don't know what everybody wants from me. I've been there. I know that feeling well. And I spent years trying to figure it out. And because I wasn't figuring it out, ended up suffering. And you don't have to suffer. You can choose to commit to who you are in this moment and choose to express from there. And yes, you might feel afraid, you might feel anxious, you might feel, what the fuck am I doing? You might feel all this fear that what if people don't like it? What if they judge me? What if I judge myself? I think I might be doing it wrong. All that story is just a story and it's not who you are at the core. You wanna know who you are? Find out 1% more every day. Find ways to explore. Get a numerology reading. I book numerology readings all the time. If you'd like to connect with me, just go to my website and you can find me there. Explore who you are through journaling, through meditation, through contemplation, through coaching. If you really want to know who you are, find a coach. I'm a coach. I can help. Find ways to explore yourself, your inner being, just 1% more every day, and you will come to the awareness that you belong, you are valuable, and you deserve and are worthy of expressing the truth of who you are into the world. Have you ever had one of those moments where you just Throw your hands up in the air and say, I give, I surrender. I got nothing left. I don't have the answers. I don't know what to do. Have you ever felt that moment of peace in that surrender? When you've been fighting and fighting and fighting and trying to figure it out and thinking and planning and it keeps you awake at night and you don't know what to do and oh my God, why can't I figure this out? And then you just let go. Have you ever noticed what it feels like on the other side of that surrender? There is a universal truth here. This has been talked about by spiritual gurus. All the ancient texts have written about this and it's been proven by science, although a lot of scientists don't want to admit it yet. But it is out there that there is some sort of higher power. Whatever you want to call that, God, universe, spirit, source, quantum field, I don't care what you label it, 
But there is more to us than just this meat suit we're walking around in. And I think no matter where you're at in your beliefs, you can probably feel that just a little bit. And maybe you absolutely believe in that, and that's wonderful. But that moment of surrender, of radical acceptance, that this 3D mind of mine cannot find the answer, is when all the possibilities open up for us. It is in the surrender that we can take ourselves higher. It is in that surrender and grounded knowingness that there is so much more to us than this body that we can go higher. We can experience more. We can see possibility where we didn't see it before. Where we have a sense or a feeling or we're in the shower and the answer just lands or we just surrender and walk away from the technology that we've been fighting for a month and we just walk away and we come back and we go, oh, why didn't I see that? That was easy. I used to have one of those buttons from Staples that I would just push every time because, and many of you heard me use this term, there is no mountain. Our 3D brains are excellent at creating these obstacles of only seeing a linear pathway through to what we want, of planning it step by step by step, and it needs to look exactly like this, and let's reverse engineer the whole thing and control all of it. And we don't leave space for possibility, for the universe, God, source, goddess, whatever label you want to give it. We don't leave room for that energy to work on our behalf. When we are so focused on us just being in this material world, just being this body, that we're basically telling the universe, I don't believe in you and I can outsmart you. <laughs> Trust me, I've been there. I've tried. It's painful. Don't do it. <laughs> what When we surrender, it is in those moments and call it intuitive hits, call it downloads, call it messages from your guides, call it, I was in the shower and all of a sudden the idea dropped in. Call it whatever you will. The label itself does not matter. But I invite you to remember a time when you simply let go and then the answer presented itself. You let go and let God, as the saying goes, you surrendered. You decided that I can't figure it out. I can't control this anymore. Jesus, take the wheel. And then less than 24 hours later, boom, answer. It happens more often than we think. It happens more often than we notice. And I think the invitation is to, number one, celebrate it more often. And number two, lean into it more often. Recognize when we are in that frustration and that control and that manipulation and trying to make sure that all the pieces fit together. What if we just let go? What if we allowed that energy to support us? What if we surrendered to that energy? What if we let go?
There is grace in that letting go. There is a peace that comes over us when we recognize that it's not about this material world. There is so much more. And when we see the truth of that, everything gets easier. So this doesn't mean, you know, go to church every Sunday. This doesn't mean meditate every day. This doesn't mean you need to become a tarot reader or an oracle reader. This doesn't mean anything other than what you choose to give it meaning. What does that higher power mean to you? Does Can you feel it in any way? Maybe you feel it when you're out running. Maybe you feel it in those moments when you're with your kids. Maybe you feel it in those moments when you're at church every Sunday. But remember that feeling. And remember that you are never, ever, ever alone. You are not walking this planet alone. You belong and you are part of something so much bigger than you can ever imagine. So speaking of control and frustration and overwhelm and overwork and burnout and adrenal, adrenal fatigue, oh my God, even just saying this, I can feel it. My body's like, oh, that's exhausting. Have you ever experienced those moments where you just lose track of time? You just get into that flow and everything's easy. Your to-do list got done 12 times faster than you ever thought it could. And you look up and you're like, oh, where am I? Did you know that you can choose those moments? They don't happen randomly or by accident. They show up ran randomly when we are not bringing attention and awareness to them. And then we're in awe at those moments because it feels so good. It feels so peaceful and easy. And we wonder, how do I get into that flow more often? How is it that I managed to get an email up to my list, post all my socials, talk to so-and-so, get that website built, do all the things, and still it's only noon? How did I do that? Well, it comes from an acceptance and a devotion to your creative flow, which does not come from this body. It comes from the quantum field or be it's your higher being or your higher self or your higher mind or, or God, whatever label you want to give it. It does not come from this body. But what you can do is choose to activate it every single day. You don't have to wait for pockets of it to arrive. You can choose to activate it now simply by becoming aware of your thinking patterns. Now, we all have thinking patterns between the ages of zero and seven in, in ideas and beliefs and ways of being were instilled upon us by our caregivers, by who raised us. Now, some of us had wonderful childhoods and that worked out pretty well. And some of us had shitty childhoods and that didn't work out so well. But no matter what kind of childhood you had, beliefs were instilled upon you that created pattern. Our human brain is designed to pick up pattern. And so we have thinking patterns and most of these patterns run in the subconscious where we're not aware of them. 
And so we have thinking patterns of I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. And we repeat that pattern over and over and over again subconsciously. And then we go to look at our bank account and guess what? It proves it right. When we become aware of our thinking patterns, we can make a decision to change our thinking patterns and access more flow. So when you start to hear that voice saying, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, you don't need to listen to it. Most of us are walking around with these patterns and we're not even listening to them at all. We can't hear them, but they're riding under the surface and creating our physical reality. The moment you become aware of it, you have a decision to make. Will I continue to choose to think this thing or will I pivot and choose something else? Do I love this thought? Do I choose to continue to give this thought meaning or will I choose to give a different thought meaning? And you know, this doesn't happen overnight. You will hear me say this over and over and over again. No such thing as overnight success, but awareness is everything. And the moment you become aware of the thought pattern, you can start to pivot. You can choose differently. So instead of I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, you hear that for the first time, you go, oh shit, this is the thing Cindy was talking about. You can go, okay, I see you. I choose to give meaning to something else. I choose to accept that I am an abundant being. I choose to think that thought and I choose to give that thought meaning. And there are faster pathways, working with a coach, working with your numerology. This can be really helpful to help you shift into a new thinking pattern. Absolutely. So if you want to fast track this, reach out to a coach, reach out to myself, and we can work together to help you fast track this. But you can do this on your own as well. It takes practice. It takes commitment. It takes dedication. It takes devotion. But as you begin to shift your thinking patterns into something that is more supportive, more meaningful, more helpful to you and where you want to go, you start to access the flow more and more and more. Now, there are lots of other ways to access this flow as well by activating quantum energy in your body. We use a technique called Q. Uh, we do this often in our work. So again, <laughs> reach out if you want to know more. But flow is not something that just happens. It's not an accident. It is a choice. It is a choice to give meaning to thoughts that support you in where you're going and to dedicate and devote yourself to the meaning of those new thoughts. And that creates the flow. Now, with all of this, I am fully aware that there comes a point where you've got to trust. And a question I get often is, but how do I trust myself more? How do I do that? In a world that is noisy and chaotic and people are telling me left, right, and center about all their opinions of what I should and should not do, how do I listen to myself and trust myself? How do I trust that there is a higher power that is supporting us? Well, trust comes from practice. It's that simple. In order to develop trust, you must take one leap of faith. This does not mean dive over the cliff. It means take one action step and then witness the feedback. 
and then take another action step and then witness the feedback. And you continue to do that over and over and over again until one day you wake up and you're like, holy shit, I trust myself. It really is that simple. We love to try to complicate things and make it hard. Our little brains, they love to do that. But remember, our little brains are simply patterned thinkers. And so maybe when you were a kid, your caregiver said, money doesn't grow on trees. And so guess what? You still believe that now. And so we've got to figure out how to create money when it doesn't grow on trees. What if it does grow on trees? We don't know. Anything is possible. But that requires faith, trust. And that trust only comes with devoted action of being willing to take action even when it's scary as fuck. Even when your brain and its pattern thinking is going, mm -mm, mm -mm, you're not safe, you're not safe, you're not safe. Take the action anyway. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, if you're just getting started in the online business space, it does not mean go produce a podcast and become a content creator and build a website, do all the things. Rome was not built in a day. It means take one action step. That's it. And then sit back, reflect, notice, witness. What did I love about that? What did I not love about that? What was easy about that? What sucked about that? What's the feedback I'm receiving for other, from other people about that? Was it great? Was it awesome? Did it, was it terrible? So for example, I work with a lot of beginner numerology students who are just about ready to go out and do their first reading. And it is scary. It is scary because I'm not really sure that I know what I'm doing. I'm not really sure that this is safe. People might think I'm weird and crazy because I'm talking about numbers. Who am I to be sharing this information? The brain is doing all these things. And all it's doing is pattern thinking to keep you quote unquote safe. But delivering a reading does not involve saber tooth things. You won't die from delivering a reading or whatever it is that you want to do. You won't die. You will be scared. Your body will respond as if you are dying. But at the end of it, once you've delivered it and done the thing, then you sit back and you celebrate yourself and you reflect. What was the feedback that I received as I delivered that reading? Were they like, Oh my God, how do you know? Do you have a, <laughs> I've gotten this before when I deliver a numerology reading. Do you have a camera in my house? Because it's so accurate, but you cannot prove that to yourself and to your brain until you go try it. So it is a bit of a catch 22 because you want to do the thing and you want to be good at it. You want to be excellent at it. But in order to be excellent at it, you've got to go do the thing and be bad at it in the beginning. I will never forget the first time I did a Facebook Live. At the time, I was working as a virtual assistant. I was behind the scenes. I had never spoken publicly. I had never been in front of a camera. And I was quite content there. It was comfortable. But then I received a numerology reading that said, hey, all over it, you're a speaker. You need to be speaking. And I took that possibility as what if it could be true? And I started to fall in love with the idea. 
And then it came time to do my first speaking on Facebook Live. And I'll tell you what, it was terrible. It was the worst thing ever. I was awkward and uncomfortable and stuttering. I didn't know what to say. I was looking at my notes. I wasn't looking at the camera. It was awful. And I left that up on Facebook for years because every year it would come around on my Facebook memories and I'd go, aw, look at how far I've come because I was willing to continue to take action. That first Facebook Live was awful. And I judged myself and I criticized myself, but I also celebrated myself because I took that leap. I did it. And then I did it again and again and again and again every weekday for four years straight. Now you put a camera in front of my face. I'm like, Wee, let's talk. It doesn't affect me. There's no fear. But I didn't become, I wasn't born good at it. It required taking action and being brave enough and trusting in myself enough to take one step forward and then another and then another. I didn't have to have all the answers. I didn't have to know all the things. I didn't have to know how to do a podcast and how to edit YouTube videos and how to create graph. I didn't need to know any of that. I just needed to know what was next. And what was next was speaking publicly. So I chose to do that via Facebook Live. That was my modality. And I did that enough times that now what was next was create a podcast. What was next was create this. What was next was create that. Because now I have this skill. So how do you trust yourself? You trust yourself by taking one step. Witness and observe and acknowledge the feedback. Pivot if necessary and take another step. I have an invitation for you. If any of this conversation has resonated with you, if any of it has triggered new awareness or new possibility, if any of what I've just said has made you go, hmm, then I invite you to a free event. January 16th to 20th, 2023, we are hosting the Choose Your Best Life Online Virtual Summit. Some of the best Choose Your Most Extraordinary Life coaches in the world coming together to share their wisdom, share their value, and contribute some of their knowledge to us. So you won't want to miss that. It is a free five-day event. Replays will be available. You do not need to catch it all in that week. The link is in the show notes. Make sure you grab your spot. You will not want to miss this incredibly powerful event. I'll see you there. Thank you for catching another episode of the Life at Full Blast podcast. I'm so grateful that you are here, that you are part of this community. And if it resonates with you, please review, subscribe, share anything that you do to move this podcast out into the world to support humanity helps. And if you're ready to choose that most extraordinary life, visit my website, cindyvanonum.com. But above all else, no matter what you choose to do, remember, I love you. I believe in you. And I see your power. See you next week.